So we're talking about habits this week. We're gonna be talking about cues, routine, and feedback, and then folding that into a really fun scenario to talk about how to apply that in our work and how important it is to understand what really goes into setting yourself and your division up for success. Let's get into it. What do you mean by fold it in? You have to fold it in, David. Fold, I, can you help me? I can't what tell you mean? everything. Can you tell me one thing? <laughs> Just fold it in. Fold it in. <laughs> it's the last week of December, which means the new year's coming up. Oh no. <laughs> you know how much I don't like New Year's resolutions. Too. I know. I want to get back into playing guitar. I want to get back into doing a little bit of woodwork. I'd like to spend a little bit more time playing video games with some of my friends. I have realized that I don't feel like a, I used to be a gamer. I don't feel like a gamer anymore these days. <gasps> I know, it's wild. Oh my gosh. Well, we'll get the habit going. Yeah. There you go. What about you? This is my habit. Nope. Yes. No. I started a no. Substack. I started Not a podcast. On that one. <laughs> this is 2023. You've been doing this since last year. Oh my gosh. I think very visually. This and is the I, Instagram targeted ad, isn't it? I did. I got an Instagram targeted ad and it was so correct because they gotcha. see me when I'm sleeping. They know when I'm awake. Right. Forget Santa Claus. Social media. Sees all. But... I have always had a really big problem when I'm in meetings that I doodle in the margins. Mm -hmm. And after I got this targeted ad where I was looking at how for visual thinkers, learning how to take visual notes can actually be a really effective way of staying like distracted enough in a meeting that you aren't just zoned out. And so I really want to build a habit of that. All right, the, the goal is to eventually move forward with kind of a rotating cast of guests. But since I was so organized and prepared. Building the plane in flight. Yeah, <laughs> travel for the holidays. We have a repeat, which I think is like the cardinal sin of podcasting is like your spouse the first two weeks. <laughs> it's two-parter. Oh yeah, yeah, it's just a-, it's a it Could be a trilogy, who knows? You were so popular last week. We, yeah. just, we brought you back. Yay, welcome Woo! back to the show. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. If you missed it last week, go back and listen. Every week we go through the practical application section and I'm going to try and go through with another leader. One, because it'd be weird if I just talked to myself for a really long time. But two, because I think one of the most important and difficult aspects of leadership is that different people have different experiences, priorities, thought processes. And so all of these tools can be applied in a lot of different ways. They can be thought about in a lot of different ways. And so having that dialogue is really an important part of understanding the art, the, the nuance behind leadership. So this week I've got my husband, former, is that what we landed on last time? Former Lieutenant? Sure. Yeah, that works <laughs> Former me. Lieutenant Travis, as opposed to the other former Lieutenant Travis. Uh, yeah, so my name is Taryn Travis, former lieutenant United States Navy. I was active duty for seven and a half years before transitioning to the Navy Reserves, where I served for four years. Uh, I was a Supply Corps officer, and during my time in the Reserves, I decided to actually go back to school to become a physical therapist. I am a practicing physical therapist at Yale University. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. This week is all about habits, and more specifically, breaking down the idea that Habits are about willpower or goals, because I think a lot of us grew up really believing that how much you wanted something, how specific your plan of attack was, that was what was going to determine your success. And the science really says that willpower and having a really specific goal are actually pretty bad ways 
to get almost anything done. Yeah, absolutely. It turns out just, you know, a lot of habits require some motivational components and motivation is rather finicky. I like that you touched on motivation because that's something else that the science says is like, it's finicky, like you said, and really how you get things, big things done is consistency. And that's where habits come in because the motivation is not always going to show up. But if you want to get big things done, you still have to show up. And something we'll go into another time when I do a different write-up is actually the fact that motivation in a lot of instances is lagging. Mm. You do the thing and then because you started doing the thing, you find yourself motivated to do it. And that's where habits come in because you can pick a goal and you can design your environment, right? Physical, time, social environment to build in repeated patterns. And once you start to see success from those patterns, it, it feeds itself. The best part of going to the gym is when you get that pump and you like look in the mirror afterwards and you're like, I did 50 crunches and now I have abs. And like those abs don't last, but it does give you that like that boost of like, oh, we're doing something here. I had a salad for lunch. I expect abs by four o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> that positive feedback becomes really important. And so you can leverage science, what we know about habits to get you closer to your goals, to build that consistency with less effort. And that will build motivation and help build momentum. And that's what we're interested in with the leadership challenge today. So I'm gonna go ahead and read the leadership challenge. It's a little bit different than last week because it doesn't have quite as concrete of goals, but I think that should still be interesting. I hope so, we're gonna find out. So you are set to transfer and take over a new division. While in town to sign your housing lease, you have a free afternoon to visit with the divo that you'll relieve. Unfortunately, when you show up, you find out that it's been a challenging tour for them and that the division is in rough shape. They seem stuck in a rut. They're repeating harmful patterns that cost them time, energy, motivation. And after seeing how they work, you're ready to head home when your division chief pulls you aside, right? Love some chief divo cooperation. I've tried to make new rules, motivate them with rewards, scare them with punishments. Nothing seems to work. One of the other chiefs said it might come down to habits. I must be too close to the situation, so I hope your fresh eyes can help. You'll be back next week for turnover, so maybe we can talk about some solutions then. Here are some things I've noticed. Everyone is frustrated that we stay late to finish the day's tasks. Still, they take long breaks on the mess decks every time they go to refresh their coffee, so even simple things take forever. When we're working, we get distracted singing along to songs or talking about recent TV shows and sports. It's good for morale for us to bond, but sometimes it just gets really unfocused. We started a group chat for the division so that it was easier to pass information, but it is constantly active with non-work chatter. I can't mute it because sometimes the things in there are essential and I feel like I can't get away. Others have said they feel burnt out because they feel like they're always on call. Our files in the share driver are a mess and everyone names their files random things. So we can't ever find anything again. It's resulting in a lot of rework. Lastly, no one is working out regularly except for the new guy. And I think that's because he doesn't have any friends in the area yet. So he's just filling up his evenings. We keep telling them the fitness test is coming up, but we barely get to work on time. We work until way past when we should go home and we're bone tired at the end of the day. Through the lens of habits, how might you and Chief start repairing the division? All right, so what do you think? Have you ever seen these things kind of go down in a division? 
A little bit, yeah. Where everybody feels burned out, overtasked, not enough time in the day, but they're also not utilizing the time wisely, both from a leadership standpoint and then enforcing that those standards and enforcing those habits too is, is clear. So yeah, I've, I've seen something similar to this in the past. And I think the frustrating part is that a lot of this, if it happens once or twice, is not that big a deal. And some of it is like, well, you need little breaks. You need to bond over sports or whatever with your division. So you don't want to cut this out. And as it says kind of in the problem set, what are you going to do? Punish people? Say like the mess decks are off limits from this time to this time. You can't go get coffee. That doesn't set people up for success either. And so looking at this, thinking about it through habits, I think can help you make positive change without having to immediately come in and be super overbearing, right? Super strict. And the three parts that we talk about in the Substack. so if you haven't read it yet, you can go back and read it to get a little more context for how what framework we're gonna use to talk about this are cues, routines, and rewards. So every habit that you have starts with some kind of cue. And the cue could be, you know, as simple as your alarm goes off, right? I think my bad habit is like my alarm goes off. I check my phone (laughs) because it's already in my hand. I'm turning it off. Now I see I've got notifications. That's a cue. Routine is all of the actions you take after that. So when I get in the car, I'm at school right now. So when I get in the car at the end of the day at school, I can basically zone out and I will take all of the same turns <laughs> and I will get home and be like, I don't even remember getting here. Driving in that fog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's because, you know, this left, stop at that stop sign, take a right, go to lights, take a left. And then the reward, right? So the reward could be anything from that actual physical feeling. For me, like running, that's like the runner's high. That's the reward. Doesn't exist. <laughs> Agree to disagree, weightlifter. You know, there's, and that's like that immediate feeling because, yeah. yeah, I run for my heart health and long life and take care of myself. But the real reward is like the right then satisfaction. And that's important, right? Because delayed rewards are very ineffective. Right. So looking at those three things, let's, let's break this down. Where do you want to start? Let's start off with the routines. Let's start off kind of at the top. Stealing a line from Atomic Habits, where they talk, James Clear, author, speaks about building out a system before you try to optimize that system. So systemize before you optimize. Yeah. And I think one of the easy ones to look at for routine, breaking it down a little bit before you look at like the day as a whole, is like the how you put things in the share drive. Sure. Because I think the reason I've seen this one, and it is frustrating, when everyone either has a different system or there is no system and people are just typing in random nonsense. Yeah. And it's like, I think we all think there's some perfect way to do it, perfect way to organize it. And the pursuit of that perfect solution just leaves everything in a mess because it's either too complicated. So when I'm in a rush, I don't want to go through all of the steps. Yeah. Or it's so complicated that like, we just cannot get everybody on the same page. And so I think this is where... Look, just make a solution. We'll we'll try it for a while. We'll optimize later. Yep. Right? And so I think one of the first things you can do with this is you say, the easiest way to do this is like, this is spitball. Put the division in, do an underscore, put the topic of whatever it is, underscore, put the date. Sure. Right? So again, making that up. Flex to however. And then I think 
as long, that's easy. Everyone can buy into that, right? If we're going to sort of fast forward to cues, I would print that out and I'd tape it to everybody's computer monitor yeah. because then it's like, oh, it's right there. I'm going to save something. I see it. I do it. We're building a habit. And now when I go to name things, that's the process I think of. I had a similar thought process uh, to that when you were you know, specifically talking about having those standardized format for the share drive, whatever it might be, and then printing it out for everybody to review. I'm like, hey, this is the plan. Some of the problem, and I think we can tie this to your previous posting where, you know, delegating out tasks too, is we, you might need to have somebody in charge of kind of managing that overall system where it's like, hey, I'm going to, you know, we need to go through, delete anything that is copy of copy of div underscore. Version two, final, yeah. definitely the final this time. <laughs> and man, the share drive is such a beast. It's so time intensive to clean up. It Love is you, a, ITs. It is a challenge. <laughs> but yeah, definitely getting on the same page and then building out somebody who's like, hey, no, at the end of the week, we're going to go through and scrub anything that all of our recent documents that might have been put into it and if there's anything extraneous outside of the organizational stand template we need to make those adjustments and change it that can be a big task depending on the size of the division though too so there might be you know more than one person involved in kind of that management yeah and i think the resistance to stuff like that ends up being well now it's basically like another collateral for sure and i mean you can't expect perfection right off the bat and i think that then goes to the rewards section and it doesn't have to be a give you a piece of candy or a you know a 72 although more power to you if you can just pass those out i guess but it can just be every time you get an email attachment and it's correctly formatted before you even read it before you read the rest of the email shoot a message back hey the formatting the naming of that file looks great thanks so much i'll get to it in Five minutes. I'll get to it and, you know, I'll have an answer for you this afternoon. I think just small hits like that of, hey, you're doing this right. I see the effort. I think that goes a long way. It's yeah. not as good as a 72, but <laughs> again, like. <laughs> I So going back to the top of this, though, for me, I do like the idea of going through this, the file structure and changing it prioritizing it i don't know as though this would have been my number one to start off with no no it was just an easy step. yeah this Place was to... an easy win <laughs> good okay i just wanted to double check because i do think there are some other structural things on the day and going through this one of the things that chief's talking about too is we have our upcoming fitness test I'm barely getting to work on time working way later than we should this might be an opportunity not to do command pt but to form some form of fitness time built into the the work schedule, which, hey, Navy says, thou shall provide that time. That becomes difficult, and that's where it's a the time management component. But we, in this situation, I think that could be a very powerful tool and routine and habit to build because it can have, pay dividends as that habit gets built upon. So, well, and let's think about that, right? So let's think about how we build in a cue, a routine, some feedback, and kind of utilize the skills, right? Because I think the thing for me, when I'm trying to build in, particularly working out, and this is coming from from two people who used to be like two hour a day, five days a week, putting the time in at the gym. Our time has changed a lot since having kids, getting older, parents, we've got other responsibilities. The A big stumbling block for me is 
an hour long workout, which is what I, for whatever reason, like an hour is always stuck in my head. Sure. Is actually like 30 minute drive to the gym, an hour of working out, and then I have to shower, I have to get my hair like back in regs, and then a 30 minute drive or however long to work. And so there's a lot of time creep there. Yeah. And one of the things that research really talks about is setting the bar low. I think good habits, bad habits, and it may be referenced in, in James Clear's book too, they talk about like whatever the smallest version of the habit is. Mm-hmm. And so one thing you could do here is say, we're gonna do morning muster at whatever time, but every day we're gonna do it in PT gear. Right. And if everyone then for the first two weeks just immediately goes and changes and continues on in their daily routine, now you have like the precedent set of like, I had to find my shoes, I had to find my PT gear, which is like half the battle. I'm in it already. I might as well go walk, right? And maybe that's the second step is you say, now as a group, we're gonna walk around the track at the gym for 10 minutes, right? Set that bar really low. You don't even have to break a sweat. We don't even want you to break a sweat because we don't even want you to have to shower before work. And you really build that habit. I put the uniform on, I put the shoes on, I go walk, I don't even have to shower. It really does only take 10 minutes. And you're priming the cue at that point. Exactly. And the cue is when I go to work, I get a little bit of workout done first. And that's one way that setting that bar low helps build and then reinforce a cue. Because then you're like, oh, we're, we're bonding. We're doing it together. Okay, now we're at work on time. That's one thing solved. And if people want to work out more and have the time after a few weeks, because they really talk about people get really enthusiastic and they want to go kind of all in too fast. Sure. So you say, no, we're really only doing 10 minutes. You want to work out some other point in the day, you can, but for right now, we muster it, pick a time, 7.30, we walk until 7.40, we go to work. Yeah. And hold people to that until the cue is really... Set in stone. And the start of the routine is set in stone, and then you can expand. I think that's really powerful, because after (laughs) you and I had kids, that was one of the things, as you mentioned, used to have two-hour gym sessions easily. That was, like, no big deal. And after having kids and then going to grad school and everything else, it was like, man, I'm struggling to get it in. And is a is an hour workout even worth it? Oh my gosh, like it's gonna take me forever. But the truth of the matter is like, if you set that bar lower and you get maybe a, a 20 minute bike ride in or uh, a quick 20 minute run, 15 minute walk, whatever it might be, that is still better than say, I don't even have the time. I'm just going to walk away and, and go do something else. Yeah. And then you kind of, you can build on that habit and that routine. And then maybe next month you start going 20 to 25 minutes or a 15 to 20 minute walk, so on and so forth. You have to lay that foundation first before you can build the frame. Yeah. Build, build the cues, build the start of the habit, and then make it the real habit that you want. Yep. And if you're worried about the fitness test, you know, there are versions of walk for 10 minutes, don't break a sweat thing that I think are closer to the actual PT test, right? You could literally do, we muster in PT gear, we password, we do a plank for 60 seconds, we go to work. Everybody puts on their uniform goes, 60 seconds, right? That contributes to everybody in the Navy, we have a plank. So that contributes to everybody passing the fitness test, but nobody's like drenched in sweat, I hope, after 60 seconds. That seems like a go to medical thing, depending on how hot it is, I guess. And yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good place to start. 
they've got lots of coffee breaks, which is another mm-hmm. thing that's sort of mucking up their days. And there's like an easy-ish solution to this, and then maybe like more complicated ones. What's your first thought? Uh, oh man, so my first thought initially was like, okay, going and spending a lot of time on that. Where's the Mestec Sergeant Arms or Mestec Watch Captain? Maybe we can get them to also enforce like, hey, during working hours, Mestec isn't <laughs> meant to necessarily be just a hangout space. Where's- yeah. Put a Keurig in the shop. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, no, and I mean, that's fair. I don't think that going, at least for me, this is where kind of the cue and understanding the habit, the routine more fully. Going to get coffee is so rarely about getting coffee for, for me. It's either I'm cold and I want something warm, or I really just need to like stretch my legs and that's the excuse. Well, I'll just go get coffee and I'll chat with people. I think there's a social component. And so you can't just be like, cut it off, have no fun ever, don't oh, stretch your no. legs. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that wasn't the the implication for it there. It was, it was more just like, you know, if getting coffee is is the goal, and then to your point where it's like the second order and third order effects are, I'm stopping and I'm talking to somebody else, and now I'm also 20, 30 minutes into my day and I haven't really had any chance to knock out any taskers or work on anything, those second and third order effects become a problem with the routine. And then if this compounds even harder where it's like if you do this two, three times out of the day and then you're faced with 20, 30 minute disappearing acts where it's like nothing's happening and And now you're staying at work two hours late. Yeah. So I I like your simple solution to getting a Keurig for, for the division. Everything. <laughs> yeah, make sure it's tagged out by the EMs. Ugh. But like... I think, I think there's also could be more to it than that, right? This is where the willpower part comes in. Even if my intent is just to go get coffee and come right back. But then I get stopped in the hallway with, I need you to sign this. Or I get stopped in the hallway with, hey, do you have a second to chat about that? Right. And so one way you might disrupt the routine, right? Disrupt the cue of you being visible. It's like a cue to other people that then disrupts your day is like, if you know you're gonna go get coffee, and this is not prescriptive in any way, but if you know it's a problem for you, you set a timer. You set a 10 minute timer on your watch, and then you go to get coffee, you have conversations. When the timer goes off, you're like, oh, I have somewhere I have to be. I have a meeting, I have a, you know something I gotta do. And you just wrap up the conversation and head back, and you can disrupt kind of the mindless repetition. Like, it's like the drive home, right? where it purposefully interrupts the right, left, stop sign, you know, right, two lights. And by disrupting that, it forces you to be conscious Mm. and you can purposefully start to make a different decision, which is like, this has taken 10 minutes. I'm gonna make an excuse, I'm gonna go back. And then even if you're taking four breaks, now it's only 45 minutes instead of two hours or whatever. Sure. You don't have to make these rules. I think a lot of times we lean on rules instead of trusting that if you explain things to people, most of them want to do better. They want solutions. And if you say like, look, part of the reason I think we're staying late every day is because we're getting distracted. What if we all tried these couple of different things to disrupt the routines that I think are making us stay late? We'll try it for a couple of weeks. We'll see if our working hours improve. Because I think if people start going home on time, they're going to be very enthusiastic about the timer on their watch. Yeah, no, that's fair. And I mean, and I guess it also leads me to my next thought too, is where this would also give you a good opportunity to check with your your personnel. 
like, hey, what barriers do you see that is preventing us from getting to the end of the day? Because, you know, this could end up being something where it's like, I go to log on to my computer and it takes 20 minutes, like when I'm sitting there to boot and it's going through its updates. So I often get up and I go to the Mestex and like, I just kind of hang for a second. And then like, I, cause I've come back and it's still not up and I'm fighting with that. And so then I'm just like, I feel like I'm at a loss. Okay, so maybe there's like a route that we can go and work with other other divisions to see like, hey, maybe we can get this addressed because this is becoming a barrier for, for work getting done in this division. Yeah, don't uh, live with outdated computers. Talk to your ITs and yeah. shut them off at night. I say that, but then when I do do that, it takes 20 to 30 minutes for it to boot up. <laughs> so then I go and get coffee. No. <laughs> and now we're back to the queue. <laughs> now we're back to the queue. But you could also, I mean, say that is the queue, right? The yeah. Your system needs to update. And the habit then is go get coffee, go, you know, waste some time on the Mestex. If you know that that's what everyone in your shop is doing, again, I think there's there's ways to address that through habits. What if you build something you want to do in there that doesn't require your computer? There's There's gotta be something in our in our military that we wanna get done that doesn't require a computer. Oh, whether for sure. it's, you know, reading a book or again, back to the PT thing. PT. If you wanna, you know, sneak, sneak some pushups in there. If you want that to be like everybody catch up time, you could make that the habit, which is like everybody starts to log into their computers and then then we go and do passing the word and everybody gets 15 minutes to like catch up on sports, catch up on TV, catch up on whatever. And then you can have the LPO, the chief, whoever, just be like, all right, computers are starting to work. Let's head back, right? Obviously without your CACs in them because you would never leave your CACs unattended. But I, I just think... assumed all the computers were there and everybody just, you know, standing up talking. Facts, of course, facts, of course, facts, of course. Facts. yes, yes, yes. But I think there's some ways to like nest different things together to make even what seems like a negative cue into a positive cue. Because if you can use a cue that already exists and is always going to exist, you don't have to put any effort into it. Logging into your computer and seeing the your computer is updating screen oh, is a cue that we will all see for the rest of our lives. Green refresh. <laughs> oh. And so, yeah, use it use it to your advantage and maybe use it to cut out some of these other habits that are getting people distracted or that they don't feel like they have time for. We also have our classic, started a group chat for the division. Oh, the group chat. Easier to pass info, constantly active, non-word chatter. Can't mute it because it's sometimes essential. Feel like I can't get away. I'm always on call because it's blowing up all the time. And, you know, I'm getting a message at 9 p.m. kind of thing is what that reads to me. Yeah. And this, I think, this is one of the fundamental misunderstandings people have about, like, the feeling of burnout. Is like, working a few long days doesn't cause burnout. Not being able to turn work off yeah. is what is one of the really big, like, underpinnings of that burnt out feeling. Because it's like, even if I'm home, I'm not 100% home. Yep. I'm like 80% home. And there are always reasons, especially for leaders in the military, to be reachable. You know, because if there's an emergency, whether it be on the ship or with personnel, like they're, and you're, you are a little bit on call all the time. Right. <laughs> but if it's one of those things that's constantly blowing up, I know those notifications. Oh my gosh. Every time my heart rate just like, whoop, whoop, <laughs> just a little spike. So how would you deal with it? That's a good question. So I think this, again, goes back to last week's uh, episode and, and uh, message too, and getting somebody in charge of, of this chat, 
The uh, Wrangler. The Wrangler, if you will. <laughs> it's hurting a lot of cats. But then standardizing the the plan. Hey, what is what kind of content is going in here? If this is meant to be an actual workspace, then we treat it as such, even if it is a virtual workspace. And then setting in those standards too, working hours. Maybe an hour before muster and an hour after established end of day. Those are kind of, that's your buffer window. I don't know for sure, but some of the systems that we use for like group chats might allow a setting in there where it's like, hey, this gets muted during those times. Yeah. You can't send any messages or... Some of them definitely allow that. Yeah. So perfect. Yeah. And, and that was like one of my, my initial go-to thoughts is like, this sunsets essentially at the end of the, end of the workday, and then it'll come back up at the start of the next day. There was you can a, then talk about it. Yeah. There was a really interesting, I can't remember the branch or the command, which is embarrassing, but there was some CO who basically said any leader that passes word that could have waited until morning or should have been passed during the day after working hours had to include like them, like had to include the CO on oh, the text man. message. Yeah. So it was like, if it was eight o'clock at night and you forgot to tell everyone that muster was 30 minutes early tomorrow and you were going to go message your division about it, you had to CC the CO, like you had to be in the chat. And apparently a lot of people stopped communicating after hours. I think splitting the group chat into like word and I don't know, name the other group chat, something funky based on your rate, right? Your, your job, your MOS and setting. If I, the Divo or the chief own the group chat in whatever program it is, and I can say like this group chat literally is not functional from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Or, or pick your yeah. hours based on operational op tempo. I think it removes a lot of those cues. Right. Because now I can mute the fun chat if I'm done and don't want to be fun. Yep. Which happens sometimes at the end of the workday. I'm not. I'm done being fun. Maybe once a week I'll look in there. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like no one's inviting the devo to the group chat. They probably already have a group chat without you in it. Let's be For honest. Sure. For sure. And so I think just saying like the professional one is going to get muted. I'm going to hold myself to that standard. Chief is going to hold themselves to that standard. So we're going to make it the rule. We're going to put up physical barriers. And if you need to pass word after this, message me directly and I'll deal with it, right? If you're at something important, if you're at your daughter's dance recital, you can mute the fun one. Yeah. Then if something comes through, you know it's important. And otherwise nothing's gonna come through and you can be present and watch your kid or, or be at the gym, go for a run without having to you know, worry about it, go for a date, right? And you can, what's called decontaminate your time which is like when you're at work, you're at work. When you're at home, you're at home. You're present in what you're doing. And that, I think, for me, has had a huge effect on burnout, is like not trying to wear all of my hats at once. This might also require a little bit of a deeper dive into finding out maybe, maybe there's some folks who are, you know, repeat offenders on this, where somebody was constantly bombarding sailors with notes, you know, 8 p.m., hey, blah, 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 this, that, the other when realistically you have to allow people to recharge their batteries and this isn't to say like you know do not contact me this is meant like don't contact me for normal working hour stuff yeah something that Uh, can wait (laughs) something that can wait because the vast majority of this stuff can wait but you know obviously still maintaining in the event of emergency please reach out to me you know if this is 
something that is just routine work related though wait until standard working hours we'll go forth on it i used to always make a joke with a lot of my sailors that like if you could wave a magic wand and wipe away all of your work at the day anything any tasks that were outstanding that you've been working on for a while all of the tasks leading up to that time if you can get everything done the next day there would be more tasks yeah. It's a never-ending game. Like you will have more work to do tomorrow. Yeah. So accepting that and not feeling that you always have to be done with everything is a little bit freeing for one because it's like oh, okay. This is It's as done as it's going to be for right now. It's as done as it's going to be for right now. And I don't need to bother my junior personnel like hey, where's those reports, you know, XYZ at 7 p.m. Now, respect their time, and you'll probably actually get higher quality work. Yeah, in the long better. Run. And I think that that's something where you have to be able to accept a little bit of like risk and pain at the beginning, because the first people who are going to benefit from this, who are going to see that reward, right? The Q routine reward. The Q is like we're limiting the group chat. The routine is that we limit the group chat to professional speak, and we have a separate group chat for you know horsing around. The immediate reward is to the personnel yeah. because they don't have to have that on-edge, on-call feeling all the time. And I think a lot of us have bosses who are not appreciative of that, yeah. to put it as, as mildly as possible. I quite famously had like an email you at 2 a.m. kind of boss for, for several years. And most of the time, I think if you say like, look, this is the plan, I will give as much word. I won't cut them loose randomly at 10 in the morning if I think we have other stuff going on. But my job is to be predictable for them because when they're rested, when they have been able to go to that recital or on those dates or have that trip and not feel stressed out when op tempo allowed, then when I need us to stay late every day for a week to do the final push to get ready for an inspection or an underway or whatever, they have the gas in the tank for it yeah. as opposed to just running, 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 running. And I think a lot of times if you can explain that and you can take some of the heat early for people being like, why are your folks going home or why didn't you pass this or whatever? If you can take some of that early and be like, look, we're trying to set good boundaries, which we're doing a whole series on coming up soon. So smash that subscribe button. <laughs> yeah. If you as the leader, like you and the chief or, you know, at whatever divisional level you are, could take that heat early and be like, give us a few weeks. Let's see how this pans out. I think then the secondary reward becomes the higher quality work. That's like the reward up is like, if you let me do this, things will get better. Yeah. And if not, we'll, we'll go back to texting people all the time and burning them out. But give me, <laughs> give me a chance. Or just, uh, again, I guess it goes back to that. You gotta you gotta optimize it. You gotta build you know from that point forward. Once you have a system built into place, then you can do the tweaks. Then you can do the adjustments to it. Yeah. But you really just need to get something going and then make the adjustments outright. You know, within physical therapy, I've made the joke with patients before where it's like, look, I can build you out the most ideal plan, you know, rehab program on the planet. But if you can't execute it because of your habits or your routines, then it's a worthless program. It's not valuable at all. It's, I mean, it's, it's same, worthless. Same with fitness, same with anything. Same with fitness, yeah. yeah. So it's like you can build this whole thing out, but if you're unable to follow through with those routines or habits, then it's a worthless program. 
and that's how a lot of this goes. And I think selling it to your, you know, senior leaders who might also be those 2 a.m. email mm-hmm. folks or something like that. It, it becomes a hey, let me let me do my thing. Get please get your hand out of the the pot here for stirring this one. But right. nicer because they probably sign your fit rep or your eval. <laughs> Maybe let me cook. Yeah. But I mean, it it just ends up being like you. You got to adjust those routines a little bit as you continually go forward with it. And you're not going to have that perfect routine anyways. You're going to have to continually refine, refine, refine. Yeah. And I think one of the important things about the discussion, about reality, about this PRAC app is that you have to involve the other leaders, especially senior enlisted and junior officer, whoever the officer at that level is, like have to be on the same page you can have all these ideas you can be like sitting here and like oh the lieutenants travis have the ideas <laughs> lieutenant commander Ugh, i can't my heart is not ready they can have all these ideas and what you need to do is brainstorm all the good ideas all the bad ideas and then carve out time to actually sit down and speak with the people who've been there specifically the leadership like senior enlisted lpo whatever right the ncos and talk about what makes sense in the context of your division. Yeah. And again, they have to be able to take some of that heat if you're going to do some of these things that from the outside may look a little weird to begin with. They have to be willing to defend it. So bringing in, you know, even like triad, being proactive about going to your triad and saying, look, we're going to try this thing. This is why I think it'll work. You know, Divo and Chief are on the same page. LPO understands. I think if you're proactive about that and everybody's on the same page, I think you're going to see a lot more success because what you're not going to see success is if at any level, one person comes in with all these ideas and just starts like wrecking ball, like Miley cyrus it out. <laughs> Nobody likes that. Nobody likes that person, especially if they're new to the command. You're not going to build habits because people are going to spend their energy fighting anything mm-hmm. new you put in place. Which I think means explain the intent behind the changes that you're also making on this too. Yeah. If you walk out and you just throw out like, hey, we're doing, you know, uh, we're mustering in PT gear and we're going for a 10 minute walk. Why? Like, Waste what's my the, time. <laughs> what, what are we doing here? What's the why here? So yeah. you got to really be able to explain the why on a lot of this. This is why we're doing it. I, I need your guys' buy-in. I know it might be a little bit of a challenge right now, but hopefully this can grow into something good. But this is why we're doing it. Yeah, not to get like way off track, but what this comes down to is the two kinds of trust. One is like, you trust me because we're in a relationship with each other, right? Like you trust me because you know me as a person. The other is like, I trust you to give me advice when I pull a muscle because you're a physical therapist. Sure. And that doesn't actually have anything to do with the fact that you're my husband. It has to do with the fact that you went to get a doctorate of physical therapy. Right. So I think a lot of people come in and they want to show I'm smart. I have the research, which I love, right? I would not have any of my platform if I did not love the research. They want that to be the same as having that relational trust. And it's not, which is why getting buy-in And especially at first, explaining your reasoning helps build that trust. Because if I make 10 decisions and I explain over however long it takes my rationale for the first nine decisions, and then I just don't have the time to explain number 10, I just say like, look, I just need you to do this because today is is the day where all the things have hit the fan. 
if you have understood and agreed or supported or at least not hated my logic up to that point, then you will trust that I'll come back and explain what was going on later way better. And yeah. I think this is a breakdown you see. It. I've heard this complaint a lot about what people call junior sailors, but it was like me. So however junior <laughs> I am, and a lot of times they say millennial, but the boomers say uh, it to X, the X say it to millennials, the millennials will probably say it to Gen Z. Everybody uh, says it to the next person, yeah. which is like, oh, they want they want an explanation. They want the why all the time. Oh, and sure. And I think we undersell how valuable it is to give the why when you can. Yeah. And not to underestimate the intelligence and humanity of your people because you're like, hey, here's what I think. I think we aren't prioritizing fitness because there's just a lot of barriers. So we're going to remove the barriers by getting together in PT gear every day. And we're going to do that for two weeks. And then we're going to alternate walking days and plank days under 10 minutes every time. The idea is just for us all to get a tiny bit of movement in and start building the habit. And then after we've built the little bit of habit, we're all going to sit down. We're going to make a decision together about how to ramp it up into actually successfully building fitness time into our days. Sure. And if you lay it out like that, I think most people can get on board. Yeah. They just want to be treated like grownups. And this, Surprise. It doesn't have to be that exact scenario. <laughs> no, too, no, no, no. It's just you, a... I mean, that's just a, you know... It's the example. It's the example. Pulled it out of the air. But like, man, it, that makes me laugh about the... Just thinking about the, like... You know, the millennials want to know the why. Gen Z wants to know the why. And it's like, maybe that is the case as a millennial, but I don't think it is. Because <laughs> so often I've experienced at commands, I've experienced at civilian jobs, where it's like we're doing a collective task. There's something that needs to be done. And it's not really being communicated why we're doing it this way. Then it becomes like, I, I can picture like multiple times that I've had sailors standing there being like, I don't know what we're doing. And it's just like lackadaisically going along with whatever, whoever might be leading that evolution. They're just kind of going through the motions a little bit. Whereas like I have had people who knew the why, knew what we were doing, knew what the goal was, were bought in on it a lot more. And then it was like, oh yeah, okay, I need to do this so we can get to that why. And so they might have better why. ideas and, you know, just... Yeah, things get better, in in my opinion. And there you go. That's millennial leadership for yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> but if they're in the dark and they're just going to be like, I don't know what's going on. What do you need me to do, Chief? Yeah, you can't have any initiative if people yeah. are in the dark. Yeah, and so I think talking to to go back to the habits. I mean, I think it's it's about talking to them because if you just say like, I need you to cut out the coffee breaks, or you threaten them, right? Even if you get compliance. That's all you're going to get is like strict compliance. And let's be honest, most of what you're going to get is malicious compliance. <laughs> and I say that as a proud malicious complier when, you know, the situation calls for it, which it never does. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> I would never. If you want people to go from malicious compliance or lackluster compliance to actually doing the work, that's where the explanation and then the reward come in. And part of that is reward, right? Understanding how you fit into a bigger picture is a reward. Because let's be honest, I'm a seppo. I love being a seppo. I've always loved being a seppo. And ordering parts and processing like the payment for teeny tiny little O-rings, not what I thought I was going to be doing with my life (laughs) on the whole. But when I think about how that fits into other things, I'm really proud of the work I do. And so I think that it changes. And it changes some of that burnout, too. 
Yeah. Because it's, it's understanding that I'm not just counting O-rings because it's the rule. Although, you know, count your O-rings, folks, but... An example with a, a, I believe it was a CEO or leader of a hospital, president of a hospital, who spent a lot of time talking with the janitorial staff, custodial staff of that hospital and explaining the importance of their job as to how that related to patient care. Because if the hospital was clean, the rates of disease and the rates of infection dropped dramatically throughout the rest of the hospital. So while they might not be part of the direct care team as like a physician or another you know, practicing Nurse, clinician, yeah. they were integral to reducing the overall infection component. But without having that why, you know, they're like, eh. You're just wiping floors. Just wiping floors. But Which no, you're never like, just wiping floors, by the way. <laughs> right. But like it's, yeah, exactly. So it goes to like, no, this is important because you are actively saving lives in the hospital setting here by doing your job and doing your job well. Yeah. Uh, this is the things that we can see. And it turns out that individual is absolutely right. Their rates of infection and disease were significantly less than areas that didn't have those kind of practices and routines and habits in. Yeah, and tying that back in, right? I think it used to be the cue is I come to work, I do the work to work, right? And the habit is I go through the motions, I do what is required, and the reward is a paycheck. And that's functional, right? At bet, like that's what we're going to call that. We're going to call that functional. And if you switch it to where the cue is in that scenario, the patients, the real people that you really see, and then the routine becomes part of protecting that person is really cleaning these things, really, you know, executing these tasks. And then the reward is seeing those people go home. I'm part of how those people go home. And I think, I I mean, for me, an emotional thing like that, a mission-driven reward like that is going to be a lot more powerful than just pay. Still got to get paid a living wage, but (laughs) one of the hard parts of being a military leader is that in a lot of ways you can't affect people's pay other than getting them promoted and getting them, you know, bonuses or whatever. But we don't determine a lot of that. And so what you can affect in that scenario is the other factors. I agree. All right. So that is habits and that there's a lot more information, like I said, in the Substack about why reinforcing them really quickly or having built-in automatic rewards can be really important, how you can build environments. We talk about keeping that bar low for a while until the cues are really ingrained. And one thing I really wanna underscore here is that habits, like people, are complicated. And nothing that we talked about here is like, oh, we have that problem in my division too, I should try their exact solution because different people are gonna to respond to different things and a lot of trial and error goes into building those supportive environments that help you easily execute and build the habits that you want. So thank you guys so much. I've got some cool guests lined up in the coming weeks, but you'll definitely hear the other LT Travis, <laughs> who should be LT Travis again shortly. Oh. Hopefully, what, what? Often, Tell because I think he has great ideas. So y'all have to, y'all have to hang out with him too and stick around for the written substack coming out this week we've got some cool new series starting for the new year have a great one